Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. There we go. We are recording. Good morning. Hi, Jeremy. How are you, Chris? I'm okay. Wait, I'm going to use my powers to to, you have not done any gaming since last we talked uh no get that amazing i built some models though and that's the first time i've built anything since last summer yeah i managed to finish my marking yesterday morning which then left me with something like oh i can i can do stuff on my surplus time so i i built some models which i've been waiting to Um, like what there's a new star wars miniature game out so i was building scenery for that very cool you know uh, i i like i like painting miniatures and i like building things i need to have a reason for it though like i need to have a, a i i have a hard time sitting down and just like making stuff if i'm not thinking oh, i'm going to use this for this game kind of thing um i need to get a better better magnifying glass to complement my reading glasses so i can see those itty bitty details but i enjoy that too that's why i have a backlog of marvel stuff because i haven't played marvel for like a year so since the last time i played marvel i got stuff for like christmas but i haven't built it because i'm not going to use it yeah well Um, whereas hopefully the star wars stuff i will use so that's cool Um, that's neat you should take some pictures and send them to me when when it's built and more stuff well it won't be painted but yeah when it's more stuff built i will good well then let's get on to the business of uh of our episode today. This is our follow-up to last week's episode, which was about spell building in Aris. Now we're going to talk about primarily talents, correct? Yes, because one or two episodes on uh, pimping your uh, your role-playing game weren't enough. So we've gone for three. No. no. And it possibly would have been four, but uh, Modiphius have actually released some new 2D20 stuff, which we will in the future be yes. able to talk about. Yes, we can talk about dreams and machines soon. And we will actually, we will do that as our next episode. Yeah, but we won't do Listen that. to this. The next one is dreams and machines. All like 10 pages of its rules in the quick start. But anyway, that's, that's for another episode. So let's talk about talents. Talents in Aris. Uh, we were talking offline before we started recording about um, points and things like that. Um, really quickly, just to, to cover it. For those of you who don't have the game, and there is a discount code in the podcast notes to this, uh, and I also put the discount code in the um, the YouTube notes, so you can go, and that's good until the 5th of July. So uh, anyway, talents are just like talents in, in any other 2D20 game. You know, they, they provide a mechanical bonus that's related to some story issue. There is a trigger and then there's a mechanical effect. So there's a, typically a story slash mechanical trigger. And then there's what the thing does. Um, I lifted the idea and a, a decent amount of this system from John Carter of Mars. And John Carter of Mars is unique among the 2D20 games in that there are no list. There, there are talents, but there are not lists of talents from which you choose. There are talents you can use as examples because you create your own using points. Um, John Carter, uh, you can do up to a, a rank four or rank five talent. Yeah, I think it's either four or five. Um, <laughs> And each, each rank, and this is the same as in Aris, each rank is equivalent roughly, underline the word roughly, to one momentum spent. At character creation in my game, you start off with three points with which to make talents, and you, cannot have a, you can't have anything higher than a rank two talent. And the reason I did that, it came right out of playtesting that we had someone, we built a rank three talent, which meant spending three uh, momentum. And they gave, they made a talent per the writing of the rules that enabled them on basically every attack to get two free bonus D20s. Because that's how much two, because you'd buy the one for one and the second one for two. So a rank three talent by the rules, the way I had them written then, could buy you two additional D20s for free. And it just, you just became a kill bot. and it was it was imbalancing, and I know balance, but it was just it was it seemed broken, so I changed it so that a rank two is the most you can um, you can do. The 
the opportunity with a system that enables you to build talents is you can build your own talents. You know, you can be creative and really come up with things that underpin mechanically and story-wise a character that's fully yours and not just made up of off-the-shelf components. Um, the downside to it is that it, it, it does add a layer of complexity um, because you got to think through it and you've got to come up with something and then you have to figure out beyond just like the rank one talent that's worth a bonus D20 or a bonus challenge die. There are a lot of creative ways to think about how to make this work. So that's what we'll we'll do some sample talents in this episode and um, and whatnot. What uh, what are your thoughts? You just uh, you just had a quizzical look on your face. There was that. Oh, a I'm reading through it again, just saying I haven't missed anything. Okay. Uh, while you were explaining the background of it, so any do you now? Do you have what's your response? Any questions, comments, gripes, concerns, whatever? Um. Not so. I mean, off the top of my head, John Carter kind of. John Carter did it actually did it in less space, but then they had example talents. Yes. Um, but I'm. I thought they had more things you could do, but I think you might be right that in the end it all just came down to kind of well, it's the equivalent of one momentum. So. Um. So no, other than that, um, you have added in somewhere. I was just looking at it uh the equivalent effect cost two points oh since yeah. this right so this says since this is akin to akin akin to a creating a trait does that mean that you if you have a talent that works like a trait that would be worth two points then in most cases yeah because that's what it implies but yeah. doesn't okay. well think about it if you after a successful test, you can spend two momentum to create a trait or a truth or a, what, you know, it, that's just like 2d20 wide. Uh, for a GM to create a, a, a scene trait on the fly costs two threat, which is the same mechanical cost as two momentum. So yeah, I figured the, the main, the ones that I played in the main didn't have truths and traits. So even though okay. I played Fallout a bit, we weren't really on board with the truth traits. So like, right. yeah, I didn't, I didn't know there was like a clear link yep. between momentum and truth yep. slash and right. so if if my thinking then is if a if one rank of a talent is worth one momentum then it costs two to create i mean to create a trait that is going because i mean think about it what's the a, a trait lingers and actually i explicitly state this in chapter two where i talk about all traits are considered to be persistent unless otherwise stated you know like if a building's on fire it's going to stay on fire until it gets put out or it burns down or something like that so to create something to invoke something that's going to last you know it, that that just that costs a little more um what so, I've got, uh, one of the things that I've done is looking at, you know, the spell system. We talked about spell creation last time. Um, in the first free expansion, which is just eight pages, um, it's got 10 talents, some spells, and uh, some monsters. Um, I went through and I created a series of rank one and rank two talents. And so what I figured we could do is pick one or two of those, walk through them, and then if you want, you know, we can come up with something completely on the fly right now and, and work through them. Yeah, because there was a couple I'd like to basically. Oh crap! I've gone to the wrong screen. Now I can't see. Um, you could still see me, so that was pointless. Uh, yeah, there's kind of like you know things from D and D that I'd like to have a yeah. talent for, sort of thing. So that seems sensible to me. Well, well, let me start off with something really boneheaded and easy. Okay, and this is this is uh, this is where if you're a little tenuous or confused about the idea of talent creation like how do i do this mechanically and story-wise like what do i come up with if, you, if nothing if you're drawing a blank remember that one rank of a talent is worth one momentum and one of the easiest things you can do and most readily useful things you can do with one momentum is buy a bonus d20 before a roll okay so here's a talent that i came up with that's in the uh in the expansion it's called i can fix it and it's a rank one talent. You get a bonus D20 on operate tests to repair mundane items. So the trigger is you're about to attempt to repair a mundane item. Uh, this is an obvious, easily created talent because it's rank one. You, you, when the trigger goes off, that is you attempt to repair a lock, um, uh, the, the, the rudder on a boat or whatever. Um, you're attempting this, uh, an operate based test to repair a mundane item there's the trigger the mechanical benefit is a free bonus d20 real simple there it is 
Um, I've got another one. Now, this one is a rank one, and I really dig this. Um, this is actually one that one of my players came up with last weekend when we most recently played. She called it Vengeful. <laughs> rank one it says gain a bonus d20 on your next attack against an enemy that has caused any stress damage to an ally since the end of your last turn. So this has a very okay. clear trigger. Yeah. So some enemy has harmed one of your friends since the end of your uh, last turn. So this has gone into another round. If you attack that enemy, you get a bonus d20. So that's just another rank one because all you're getting mechanically is a single d20 and there's a very clear story trigger. Huh. Sorry, I've just downloaded your uh, thing and read one of your uh, talents. Did you read the one about Joey? Yes. I haven't told my wife that I made that yet. Uh, Yeah, I I made a talent called How You Doing, (laughs) which is bonus d20 for a persuasion test of a romantic or lascivious nature. It sticks out. All the other ones have got, oh, you've got, I can fix it. Okay, that's fine. But all of the other ones are just kind of say what they do. And then you've got this one doing, which is good. How well, you, doing? you know where uh, I can fix it? You know where that comes from? Uh, that comes from Jeff Spicoli in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, right? Ridgemont High. My dad has an awesome set of tools. I can fix it. When they smash up that guy's car. I've got seen it in other things, it. but it will be coming from that because that's older. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. So yeah, it's eventually, yeah. Gain a bonus D20 on the next step. Right, so, so that's the kind of thing I wanted to, did want to talk about. So um, in your rules, you've got these two things that you can pivot both ways. One, you've got like, if something is super broad, that like you're just going to be able to do it like all the time, yeah. it should cost one more. Yeah. Um, and then you've also got the opposite. If something is really narrow, that it should either cost one less or be the equivalent of two momentum for for one point or three momentum. Yeah, it would, it would cost one less. So if we go back to Vengeful, so Vengeful triggers if uh, next attack against an enemy that's caused the stress to an ally, any ally. What happens if it was your next attack against an enemy that has caused stress to you? Because that is a lot narrower. You can only attack the person True. that damaged you, not anyone. Could you get, could that be worth two momentum? Or is that, or do we need to make it now? You know what? My first reaction to that would be if it's against you, maybe you gain a bonus D20 and you gain one challenge die of extra damage. Yeah, that's exactly that would, that would be my response. Yeah. But again, so, yeah, this so is that... one of these, this is one of these places where you as the player with the GM who are running the game sit down and go, where are our limits on this? Where do we yeah. feel most comfortable? Yeah. Um, I also think that like the difference between say vengeful and this, I can fix it. You go, wait, wait so you're going to get a bonus D20 on any operate test to repair a mundane item. That seems pretty broad. It is pretty broad. But again, I think sometimes it's useful to put your thumb on the scale in favor of what we'd call like utility abilities rather than yeah. just combat so that people are, you know, it's not just a game about killing things. Well, also how often are you going to use it? You know, if there's yeah, going to be a point. lot of combat and it, it, it's for any ally. Someone's always going to be getting damaged, but actually you've still got, you know, it might be that no one gets damaged, in which case Vengeful does nothing. So it does have a trigger. It's not, it's not always on. Now I can fix it, Correct. right? Technically it's always on, but how often are you going to be fixing things? Right. Well, probably not that often. Right. Well, then that seems fair. And it's not just use, it's not just an operate test, which would be way too broad. It's a repair thing. It's to repair something and it has to be mundane. So it can't be like your magical clockwork, uh, you know, assistant robot thing. So I, I, yeah. Um, let's see. Are there any others in that list that you wanted to look at? Because uh, I've got. Let's have a look at sec- second strike. This is a good one because this is this is an example of an existing momentum spend. Yes. Which you've again you've put you've put it in italics. You've explained how you came to these points. So we've got it's a rank two one. So it's going to cost us. Two, two talent points. Minor action to take an additional standard action after a successful standard action. Second standard action is a plus one difficulty. Okay, so this is a standard momentum. Like it says there, the swift action option costs three momentum normally. Which is, so this by the talent way, in, most, in all the other games, it's two. I, I increased it because I felt like it. Right. 
This time reduce the cost with two talent ranks. Oh, and the use of minor. So you're making the minor action essentially worth a momentum. Because it is worth a momentum because to buy an additional minor action is a momentum. So that's something else we could consider in if we have a combat. So like you've done here, if we have combat related um, things we want to do, we can have a thing that says, if you spend a minor action, then blah, blah, blah. And the yep. minor action would give us an extra point to play with. So if we, we yep. could take a, t a rank one talent and a minor action would give us an extra, an extra point more than normal. And, yeah. and the reason that I, I, the reason I put this in there as an option or as a, a way to go about using this is because, and I, and I, again, I say this out of love, like there are rules accountants out there. There are people who they, they enjoy the math, the maths, the fiddly side of the game. And I, I have one of my, play, I have two of my players who are, they're very, like, they very naturally sit there and that's, that they get it, they get it, satisfaction and enjoyment out of like figuring out ways to make things work. I don't want to say you can't do that. You know, you're not allowed to play that way. So I wanted to provide that that opportunity and show like cashing in or or using a miner, which is worth this much, you could supplement. Like look at the next one, sure-footed. Rank two, minus one difficulty to agility-based test to maintain balance or when moving across treacherous terrain or surfaces so there's a clear trigger why is it a rank two because it's essentially giving you a personal trait which is one of the four traits that i've got it's giving you the personal trait of being sure-footed and yeah. one of the things a trait does is it can reduce the difficulty by one so i think the hardest thing and it's not i don't think it's hard but the most challenging thing with talents is 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 twofold is, is one is coming up with something you want your character to do but then thinking creatively not opportunistically but like creatively with going okay so i have up to two points to spend that's worth roughly two momentum what does momentum buy me what what other things are of equivalent costs in momentum that i could translate into this like you like supplementing it with a minor action Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think it's handy that you've got the little ones here. I'm not going to moan now and say I wish they were in the book because it doesn't matter because essentially you can get it for free. I just got it. I, I didn't get it for free. I what? gave you one, I gave you one penny. Oh, well, thank you so much. So I guess, wait, did you pay two cents or did you pay, actually pay a penny? I paid a penny. So God knows what will happen. But you're, you're part of the like Modiphius loves you thing. So you'll get you'll get the i'll get half a cent yeah i don't know if there's an exchange rate in that so i might get like three quarters of a cent i that that's yeah that might happen you'll probably get nothing and drive through probably. or get one what will probably happen is the cost to do oh i did it through my uh i did it through my thing though if i'd actually paid that on a card it probably would have cost drive through to process yes. the payment yeah but i didn't i did it through my uh my magical drive through money help thing which if I'd realized how much I had, I could have paid you more. Of course, you could have just right. given me it for free. Anyway, I would have given it to you for free anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, now, you know what, though? Now that I'll be able to go on there and see that there's an extra download, that'll, that, that will, that'll like, you know, stroke my vanity. Um, one other one I want to look at here is, uh, is Esoteric Recall that I put on the first page. It says, the it's rank one. The character inexplicably knows a key factor detail of immediate significance. Maybe used once per scene. Player asks a single question, and the GM answers it with that detail or fact. And that might seem pretty powerful. That is why I made it a per scene. And I did that because if anyone wanted to use that in my game, I think that's, that would be an appropriate throttle on it. But I also wanted to provide that as an example of other ways that GMs could think like, okay, maybe the, I don't know how often something like that would come up, but potentially it could be used, it would be really useful in in key moments which in an investigation or something like that or some kind of challenge i think could be it could be the thing that would enable the party to continue forward whereas like they keep failing their roles and you're like well crap we're stuck here and then the story starts to sputter yeah. all of a sudden someone's like aha i know and that that that's a that's helpful to everybody but you don't want someone to be able to use it over and over and over again i i think the fact Again, all of these are going to be all based on the GM, but I think the fact that it's based on, it says knows a key fact. 
So someone can't, you know, someone could try and go like, um, right, I'm going to use my esoteric recall. I want to know the relationship between this no. person that I've never met, this other one. Well, you wouldn't know that. You have no way of knowing that. So no. Um, or, you know, I want to know what such and such is thinking. No. No. No, you you can't do it. No. Um, but to just say, right, well, okay. I want I just to know the want combination know, of that lock. Like, who the ruler of city is or, you know, I, there's something that in theory you could have learned from someone else yep. or you read it in a book or whatever then yeah, that's fine. So, and like you said in the description, it's the kind of thing that when you're doing an investigation role, when you succeed, every momentum normally lets you ask an extra question. This is just last, letting you ask a question without rolling. Yep. So yeah, it's, it seems perfectly legitimate to it to make sense to do the ones per scene. Otherwise, yeah, it would be massively abused. Yeah. Or it could be. Players. So yeah, makes sense. We know sense. what players are like. Yeah. But I think that's the kind of the point with this, isn't it? I mean, yes, on the one hand, you haven't got a list of talents in the books, but then I can think back to sort of Infinity and Conan, where half the talents, like the first talent for everything was when you succeed on such and such a role, gain one momentum. And then most of them had a kind of like, when you do such and such a thing, gain an extra D20. So loads of them just had all the talents, which are the same as the talents for every other thing. And then they would have some talents, because obviously in these games, though people who aren't aware, in Infinity and Conan and uh, Mutant Chronicles, you had like talent trees. But a good chunk of the early talents for each of the different skills, because each talent tree was linked to a skill, um, most of them were the same. The amount of the times, like your first skill for a, that your first skill, for, uh, your first talent for a skill was either a bonus momentum or an extra d20 when yeah. you roll it or lowering the difficulty by one and so you have pages of all these different talents and most of them were doing the same thing at least yeah. here you can if you want to create three talents that do exactly the same thing yeah but you don't have to you can create three completely different talents that are doing totally different stuff well i always okay. thought like you look in star trek adventures and they have bold six times over like okay and cautious six times over I'm like i i get it they apply to different different attributes but they're the same thing yeah yeah and the, the actually you you just made me think of something that i have i have left off any examples here that uh the effect is giving you extra momentum although that's entirely viable because that would you know but i figure yeah. there are enough examples out there that are like that um i, I mean examples not for this game obviously but examples in 2d20 rules yeah. for talents that that provide that and one of the things I think is really useful as a talent in not in not to do any game is the kind of thing that says you can use a different skill to do something. Yeah. You don't need that talent at all into in yours because you don't have skills tied to attributes anyway. Right. So it's not it's not an issue. Right. Because you know, one of the things I always have as a pet peeve is the amount of games where sort of in it all of the all of the different um talky interacting type social skills are all on charisma. Right. But then you've got a character who's a big hulking brute and you want him to be able to use willpower or strength for intimidation. Right. And he can't because the rules don't let him. Right. Or but someone's because, trying to argue something and they can't use like reason or intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. That's dumb. But you've you've separated those anyway. So it's not an issue. If you want to use your I can't remember what your strength stat is. Brawl probably. Brawn. Yeah, not brawl because that's anyway. Yeah. If you want to use brawn and talk, there is nothing stopping you. Right. Doing that in here. Yep. Yeah. But now, actually, brawn and have, interact would be a perfect combination for intimidation. Yeah. If you want a thing that says, because you've already used up all your traits, if you want a thing that says like big and scary or intimidating, which along the lines of, well, we could do this two different ways. So I'm going to throw two out here, two different ways of doing the same thing. The most basic one is like, you know, intimidating. Yeah. Um, when you make a, when you make a talk role to intimidate someone, uh, you gain an extra momentum. Yeah easy but boring um alternatively you could go for the sort of the, the more the, the trait one you know the big and scary and, and intimidating and play it like a trait when you make an intimidate when you talk when you use talk to intimidate someone and you're using your brawn um you lower the difficulty of the role by one yeah. because that would count as a trait yeah and then, and then you again, there's two. two different ways of doing a very similar thing or if you're a dick doing both with two separate and um, i i like ones. to what, what what we have here is a situation where you as a player can decide, well, do I want to create a talent that will give me a greater likelihood of success, that is, through, through having an extra die, or lower the difficulty? You have a choice. You know, and you have the flexibility of dumping both ranks to, to, for essentially creating a free trait, or you could spend one point and burn up your minor action. 
It just depends on how you want to do it. And again, I like, I like meaningful choices where people can sit back and go, that's how I'd like to do it. Instead of like a prescription where this is, this is how we do every, I don't like that. Um, I don't like that. So anyway, that's why it's so one of the, one of the things I've got written on my sheet, which I think I've already got the answer for now. Um, and we mentioned this in our spell thing. We said, wouldn't it be cool if you were going to be like a summoner and loads of your spells are going to be about summoning things. Wouldn't it be cool if you had a talent which helped you out? So yeah. looking at this now, to me, the easiest way of doing this is you have a summoning thing, which then would work as a trait, which would lower the difficulty of any spell used to summon a creature by one, which yeah. is essentially it works as a trait. So that would be, it would be a rank two talent, mm -hmm. um, but lowering the difficulty by one, you know, is, is massive. So when most of your spells are going to be difficulty two or maybe three, dropping them to difficulty one, that's a big deal. Although the key here, though, is that you as GM would have to look at that and say, okay, how broad, let's look at the trigger, how broad is this versus how broken, you know, is this broken? You know, I, I, I would think that it wouldn't just be when summoning, like I, if it were going to be useful, like you could use it every single time. So it's basically a permanent reduction in the difficulty to that kind of a spell. I would, I would want a little something else on the trigger to, to specify the situation. Or, you know, you spend all, you, you eventually, you yeah, have to dump experience into it. Now, one thing, though, to remember, spellcasters upon character creation, all three of their talent ranks are used up buying their spellcasting. So when you right. start off as a brand new sorcerer, you have no talents. Your talent, your talents is the fact that you have spells. You know, because that is a, that's a that's a category of abilities that nobody else has that 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 recharge and you can do things with that nobody else can do. And so the only way you're going to and, and I like this, I think this works, actually, is that the only way you as a wizard are going to get really good at casting certain kinds of spells beyond having a focus um, is through experience, which from from a simulationist standpoint and a good story character development standpoint you get experienced over time because you get better because you practice because you take time and that takes time again you don't start off with the corner office on day one it doesn't work that way and so you as a wizard you think oh i want like after you play for a while and you you develop more spells and things like that you think oh I'd, I'd like to be able to do it like this so then you use experience points to build a talent to enable you to do it like that alternatively use the rule in your games masters thing which says you start with five talent points or that and in that case if you did if you wanted to go gonzo and like higher power that would mean that spellcasters would start off with two talent points yeah, because they use three the three get burned up making or choosing their uh their archetype. So you want to try to create a few? We well, just did one. Uh, yes, yeah, I want to true. do sneak attack. Ooh, okay. Because I figure I want this to be reasonably good, but I also there's feels like there's enough triggers on. This is one of these awkward ones that is the kind of thing a player might be able to do all the time, but they've still got to set a lot of stuff up. Yeah. So if you think, you know, if we think in five e, rogues can sneak attack a lot. But they have to have things set up. You know, they need yep. surprise. They need to be attacking with the person they're attacking is unhidden. Now, they added the nice thing in 5e where if you would just attack someone that there's an enemy next to. Now, that was the thing that made sneak attack super easy. But you always do have this funny thing that the rogue probably wins the initiative and then has mm -hmm. a thing of, oh, crap, I can't. And I mean, later on, they get a thing, you know, if you attack before the, if you get to attack the person before they've gone on initiative, you get to sneak attack them. But when you've got a low level, rogue you can't you're like oh i can't attack because right so i'm gonna walk up next to this bad guy and i'm gonna delay my attack until one of my mates comes up and stands next to him. that's when i'll do the attack yeah. in the meantime you might have been hit back so it you've always got this thing as a rogue that they they have made ways of you know sneak attacking is super powerful but at the same time sneak attacking is replaced you know you never get a second attack as a rogue so it's all about the sneak attack. And so, yes, yeah. you can do a, you know, a decent rogue or sneak attack every single turn. Yeah. But you have to do things to set that up. Yep. And you know um, what, though? That is, 
uh, I, there's a mechanical and there's also a story similarity to this. Like, okay, yeah. there, there's your throttle on usage. You don't just show up and because you're in combat, you're getting these extra, this extra damage. You have to, as you said, set it up. So let's, let's, so there, I think we've got the spirit of it and some of the ideas of its current 5e incarnation. So let's talk about how would we do it here. I think the hard thing is, that, I mean, the, what I want to do is straightforward. I, I want to be doing extra damage or I want my attack to gain vicious or get plus one vicious. Either way, one of those. So I want, I want two, I want two points worth. Okay. okay. Because either an effect, that's a two points worth, or I want two extra combat dice, which is two points worth. Yeah. But then the thing I'm mm -hmm. going to try and do is then I want this to be rank one because I want it to be more difficult potentially. I don't want it to be like every time I attack. Or when I do a melee yeah. attack, when I do a melee attack, it's much too easy. So, well, well I want to put it so we can put restrictions on, for example, the type of weapon. Mm. That'd be a restriction. Now, okay, yes, the player's always going to have that type of weapon, but straight away you put a restriction on, you know, I'm not going to be sneak attacking with a two handed greatsword, no. which is going to do more damage. Yes, I'm going to do more damage, but I'm stuck to be doing like a dagger, which does less damage anyway. Or a, uh, um, you could even you could limit it to um you could make a list yeah. you know short sword dagger rapier something like like a lighter weapon like um, we say yeah it's got it's got to be a one-handed or light weapon okay now i don't have a light weapon category i have a minor weapons i have minor melee weapons as a category but i don't have light um and i don't know if that have, would it's short sword would not short sword doesn't fit under that um but yeah okay so you could you could i would be okay with like picking a couple of weapons like dagger short sword or may, or maybe you really do like it, you you think and i mean you know 5e is all about ridiculous power gaming and like victory fantasy and things like that so the idea just going with minor okay it's the so, only thing on that major list that i think you should be able to use is is a short sword. I don't like people using rapiers to freaking sneak attack. It annoys the hell out of me. But they do it because it counts as a light weapon, which is also whatever the word is that lets you use your dexterity. So you see all these rogues walking around with rapiers, yes. sneak attacking people from, you know, three foot away because rapiers are quite long. And you're like, yeah, that's not silly. Sneak, attacking. sneak attacks would be like. So, okay, let, let's go ahead with, with you got to use a minor melee weapon yep. so chances are it's going to be a dagger or something like that it's yeah so okay yeah, the other things you've got there are quite cool you, we've got sap and club yeah they're totally rogue weapons yeah good point okay we've got hand axe but yeah well but it's small it is small you, know, you pull it out of a cloak and and also heck. then if we think hand axe but well, then i'm also thinking like hatchet or tomahawk and again it's like yeah yeah, okay. yeah that's working fine it so comes out from underneath the cloak and whack so okay that's that's one thing we've already narrowed it down. I think we should, if we narrow it further, then I think it's worth two momentum for a rank one talent because we've already narrowed it down to what weapon we've got to use. Yes. And then there's got to be something else, which I think whereas we could get we could get really complicated. There's probably a really easy way of doing this, but Okay, we don't have to say something silly like it has to be within reach because all those weapons operate at reach anyway. So that's not a you don't get anything for that. Um maybe it has to do with movement or positioning. You've got to be attacking from behind would be the easiest one then, wouldn't it? Or attacking an unaware opponent. Or distracted. Uh, yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Unaware or distracted. So if the, if the, uh, the, the, the enemy is flanked, yeah. I think distracted. So unaware or distracted, that's fine. Um, and you're using a minor melee weapon. And by adding that X, you know, I, I think that either of those individually count as enough of a clear trigger by adding a second one i think that there you make it even narrower and then you you open up your case to make a shaggy dog story for uh having that extra point so let let's say okay that's cool it is you have to use a minor melee weapon and it the, the opponent must be um unaware or distracted and um and you get it's worth two points so what do you get out of it you could either buy vicious one what I like about this is that you could you could then write as the player you can write this in kind of three different ways depending on what you want. So yeah. you could go, well, I just want vicious one because I, I just want it to be like a nasty attack. I'm just gonna slide. I'm doing nasty stuff. I'm yeah. just wrecking this ball. Or you go like, no, I'm going for straight up damage. Like I just you know 
I do. So you do two extra combat dice. Yeah. Or you can go piercing. Okay. It's yes. a, it, I, I go in between their yeah. uh, I go in between their armor plates, whatever it is. It's a piercing sneak attack. Or, um, but wait, there's more if you order within the next ten minutes, or by July fifth. <laughs> Just kidding. Or you could. Here's one. So by by what we've discussed so far, you've got a rank two talent. Um, or you said rank. You want to do it rank one, correct? I want to do rank one, but we've said it. Rank one, but because of the, we've got two yeah, because of the narrowness of it, you get you're going to get two points out of it. Okay. So it's worth two, but because of the narrowness, you, you're only paying one. Okay, great. Well, what if you did this? What if you added your minor action to it? And you said, I am going to get piercing and an extra challenge die. Or piercing a minor and a bonus. Yeah, cool. How about this? This is the way I would do it. I would do like piercing or vicious and a bonus d20. Because if you think about yeah, it, if cool. you come up yeah. to an opponent who doesn't know you're there, chances yes. are you're going to hit and chance, you have a greater chance of hitting and you probably have a greater chance of doing a lot of damage because you get to poke them where you want to. But see, then it, 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 and I don't consider use of the minor action as a, you're giving up something that has a clear mechanical cost. So I don't, I'm not going to worry about like how broad or how narrow or whatever. That's a, that's a different issue. But think about it. Moving within close range is free. But to like sneak up and make sure that you, that the person is unaware of you and that you move to pull out your tomahawk from your cloak and you're not like that takes more effort. That's a minor action. Yeah, this is what I like about doing it this way. Instead of having one thing that you've already written that says sneak attack and that sort of thing. Yeah. We've come up with like a sneak attack, which three different rogues would have a slightly different sneak yes. attack. Which would be really, you can't do that in D&D. In D&D, a fifth level rogue does... They all do the same. 3d6 extra damage on a sneak attack. They can use different weapons, but they're all using frigging rapiers because rapiers do 1d8 damage, unless they're like actually playing their characters properly and not. Um, or they do like the crazy stuff I did where I had like a character who could like create psychic knives and throw them, but then I could always then hide. So I was permanently hidden throwing psychic knives as people and then like all kinds of stupid stuff because now, I was gaming the system because I am I am one of those people. You are No, but that's okay. Uh, you, you're, I said that. I was the GM, so that was fine. Yeah. That was my GM PC doing that shit. I, I think right now, you, you just made me think of something. Like if you, say you decided to, um, say you just like, uh, you 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 yeah. <laughs> you tie the minor action to it. You have to use a a minor weapon, a minor melee weapon. The target must be distracted or unaware, and it costs your minor. You could say this will add vicious one, and a bonus d twenty to hit. Yeah, totally makes sense. Now, over time, if you had the if you as like some kind of a backstabbing whatever character, um decided to be like that and you practice that and you got good at that like you would maybe go after weapons that that enhance that so if you had a weapon that had the vicious quality that would just add that would make it vicious too or if you so had like a hand well is it does that have vicious it does okay which makes sense I think, um, but this is why I got this idea of a like a uh, sort of a Native American kind yeah. of you know person who just leaps out of a tree and then just like just the scalps on you know? with a with a hand axe doing their sneak attack, which does vicious to, which yeah. vicious too. So every effect is an extra two points know, of damage. Two effects with a weapon with vicious two with two oh two effects rolled. Sorry, I'm reading your example for vicious. Yeah, I'm misreading. So yeah, wow, it's a lot of extra damage. That's yeah, so but cool. but see, this is something that you would then you would at this point you would have spent one of your three ranks. You would be committing to using your minor action anytime you you did this, and you would have to have a certain kind of weapon, and you would have to arrange yourself vis-a-vis -vis your opponent in a specific way. I think that works completely. And again, you 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 spotlighted what I've what I hope for, what I hope people will recognize and do with this game is get creative and come up with their own things. You know, and frankly, I hadn't thought of the fact that you could like, okay, I don't have a rogue. I have an outlaw. Okay. Now, could anyone make a talent like this? Yeah, sure. But your warrior is really good with big weapons. So why the hell would a warrior make yeah. a talent like this? 
Um, and in fact, the, the, the outlaw has a, uh, an archetype talent that enables them to um, be more successful when attacking from ambush. Like when they launch an attack, they initiate an attack from ambush, they have some, some bonuses. Okay, that makes sense to me. So if you add this, you know, you're, you could either have it do more damage, do more damage of a certain type, uh, be more likely a hit, be some kind of a hybrid of those, decide that you don't want to use, you don't want to give up your minor action for it. You don't want to tie that to it. So you have, you could have one, you have four different people playing different kinds of outlaws and they're all very different in how this is expressed. I hadn't actually thought about that. So thank you for pointing that out. I think that's, that's really cool. You can really fine tune a character and because you can add additional talents using experience points as you play in the game because you know how it how it is you build your character on the front end and then you play the character and you get to know how you really want to play it after playing it yeah, for a while then you, tweak it. then you build you add more things and you tweak things and and um yeah i like that instead of being limited to what's on the shelf you got this yeah. that's what i really like. I mean it's that it, it links to the the thing i said why i really like I know it goes two rules in, you weren't a big fan, but why I really like Pathfinder 2 over 5e, that as you level up in Pathfinder, you don't get class abilities. You get different feats, and you always have a choice. And so if you want to build your, like both, I mean, we, me and Brian play Pathfinder, both of us had fighters. We were like, let's see if we can do it. And, both, and our two fighters were completely different. Like my guy was a fighter who had a shield and like was tanky, and then I had a pet because that was a thing. Um, whereas Brian like was, I don't know, he had like a great weapon and his was all about doing area things. And they were both created using the same base archetype, you know, in this case, a class, but every time you leveled up, you just picked completely different feats from each other. And then we made feats that built on our existing feats and that you, you can't do that really in 5e. Yes, you can go, well, I'm going to be a champion fighter and I'm going to be a battle master. But that's kind of your, you know, there aren't that many options. You, and you, you are still limited to the stuff that is on that subclass or in that character class. I like the fact here that you can, well, I want, my, I want a talent that lets me do this. Well, there you go. You can have one. I like 50% of this talent. I don't like all this talent. Or, oh, gee, yes. I wish it did this thing. Um, now, returning to my inspiration for, for approaching it from this angle, John Carter of Mars, John Carter allows you to, um, John Carter has a limit rather on you can only use like one talent per role. So if you have multiple yeah. talents that would be relevant, you got to pick one. I have one talent per turn. So you can't like, you can't do, you can't stack things. Now, John Carter has through experience points, you can, and it's pricey, but you can combine talents. So you could take like one talent that enables you to do one thing in combat and another thing, and you can put them together by spending experience. And it's pricey, but, but, but then it enables you to do lots of things all at once. That's something that I am considering as part of, of supplemental additional material. I wanted to keep it simple. Again, we talked about this last episode. It's a lot easier to add house rules and, and add layers of complication than simplify an already complex system. Um, so I am considering ways that you could... Uh, you could improve talents like you can spells or combine talents, but as it is right now, this is, this is what we've got. But you can definitely add new talents through experience, and you can bank experience so that you could have three points to, or two points to spend on a talent, rather, if you wanted to. Cool. All right, yeah. two quick things. One, Shoot. Uh, you just mentioned it, only one talent can be applied per, on a single turn. Is a turn the players go and the round is the whole yes. everyone? Yeah, so each so player... You would, you would be able to use a, like a proactive talent and then a reactive one because that wouldn't be your turn. Correct. Cool. Correct. Good point. Yeah, the, the, a round is the, the, the cyclical duration in which every present character gets to act at least once and the turn is the, the individual moment where a character gets to act. All right, so last thing I wanted to be able to do with a talent, if I wanted a pet, like I, I want to be a ranger or a druid in. Okay. Druids have it. What would that look like? I want, I want a pet that like helps me or fights alongside me or whatever, but there's, you know, or I've got a familiar, something that does, they're, they're always there and they're not useless. Because to me, that feels like a trait 
but then it's like you know what i i um trait? i actually that I, that's something i'll, I'll address in, in like the the next my next plan for a, a a book for this is like world of aris more details on the races and other things and geography and and i'll and i'm going to add in some more rules well, um right off the top of my head for this i'll be saying right it's a trait because it's it's something there and also yeah. it has no trigger so it has to cost one more at least yeah so to me i'm saying this is at least a, like a what's that then so that's like a rank through well you said no rank threes but in this oh no there's a rank two but it costs because it would three. be equal to two momentum be because a, it would be trait. equal to yeah um because it has such a broad it, it, the trigger is essentially it's always on so yeah I guess you, you can do that, but it is taking up all of your things. Now, in terms of how good that creature is, the easy thing to me is like, well, you've got your three different levels of NPC. It should just yep. be the lowest one. Yeah, minor. Yeah, so it's, it's you, you always have a minor NPC with you. Well, there you go. Um, I, those kind of things never bother me for balance so much because it's like it's that character's cool little pet thing that does stuff, which does make him a bit better. But I never see anyone go, oh, it's, it's so unfair that your yeah. extra little character thing there is in the spot, is helping the rogue, is taking attacks, is yeah. getting in the way. It's part of the, it becomes part of the group. Yeah. You know, it's like, you never, I never, you, know, you might get someone goes, oh, it's not fair. The ranger gets to do two or twice as much stuff. Yes. But that thing that is there, it, like, particularly like the amount of times that when me, Scott, or Brian are playing and one of the characters has some other kind of animal with them, because it basically increases the party size by yeah. 50%. Because there's only two yeah um, and also they 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 tend to have limited limited abilities limited focus they can't do any and everything uh, well, and i know in a lot can, of systems like to 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 make the thing do something costs some kind of an action like it'll cost your bonus action or it'll cost you know in this so i i'll i'll address that but i think yeah you could definitely tie a talent to it and by spending the two points it would become something like a, like a like a trait and then you could you could make it be persistent yeah, I guess you could say to make it attack or to change what it's doing, you have to use a minor action. Yeah. So like on your first turn, you have to give a minor action to like attack that guy. But then if he that guy gets killed, then it'll just stop. Like so then to you've change, got to change target. Yeah. Change what it's and, yeah. And actually there's there's some precedent for that in the game that uh in the uh action and conflict chapter, at the end of the action and conflict chapter, there's there are the skirmish rules. Which you haven't discussed at all um but i but i did write like small unit rules where i'm not going to get into it right now but you can you can do that you could fight like 20 or 30 you know have an, a larger group and there's a way that i think that it can be handled mechanically without being a nightmare um and i do have i do have a rules in there for like if you're the leader and you have a couple of like your guard around you and there are some other guards in the scene like how like you, you there are there are ways you use minor actions to direct them to make them go do things or change what they're doing so yeah i could work that out cool well that's good i think we've covered you yeah. covered a couple of the ones that you put in your your first little expansion yeah celestial blade what um celestial blade yeah you call it celestial blade uh and we've covered a couple of the talents that you you put in that and then yeah we've come up with i've come up with some of that what i yeah. wanted it and i'm really happy with how the sneak attack could turn out yeah i think it's a really good way of slowing the flexibility of how you've decided to do this you could have just written a bunch of talents and you would have written a sneak attack talent and it would work one way and that would be it right and instead we have well we've shown that we can have a sneak attack that could be you know easier or harder to do and could work different ways in terms of what it actually does, which you know what I'm really gonna do? showing the benefit of this. I'm going to write that up. I'm going to write that up just as a single freebie of how sneaky you're. Here, here are all the different flavors that I can think of of sneak attacks. This is the flexibility and ease of this system because that's actually that's a selling point because, and, and not I mean like you know selling point of like yeah yes I would like to. I would like to make again i need more sand on my private island um but i think that that showing people like hey if you like 2d20 look at all the ways that you can engage and employ your creativity to do cool things make your character be cool in the way that you want them to instead of okay here are all the off-the-shelf components i can only make assemblages of that which is already there i can't create new i i, I can innovate i can't invent but in this you can invent I think I'm going to, I'm going to do that. 
I was just thinking all this sand that you want to buy for your private island, isn't it just outside? You no, live, we have live dirt. In like a desert. Oh, okay. We have dirt. Uh, when I think sand, I also think I think the implication. Now we have palm trees, but we don't have ocean. So for me, when I think sand, I think beach. I think maybe we should be thinking yeah, water. It's implied. That's a problem that we don't have because where I live in the, the town slash village, where we have had four or five mains waters pipes burst in the last week. Lovely. We have had a lot of road closures and water problems. But yeah, we have plenty of water, although it's not raining at the moment. That's good. At the moment. I don't Maybe remember the last time it rained here. It's been like a month or more. Like yes, yesterday here. No. We had one week of sun and then that was it. Now we're, having, we're, back, we're back to having the sun with rain. You know, our... Um, our rain here is like um, like a person blowing their lid. Like all of a sudden, it's just screaming and screaming and scream, and then it stops. Like honestly, that's what it does. We'll get these these monsoons, and it will late afternoon for like twenty minutes. It will pour like you you're looking around for an ark. Like it will <laughs> pour, and our soil and our soil our dirt has so much clay in it that the water doesn't sink in. So there's like sheet flooding on the streets. Water pools everywhere. You'll go from nothing to like two or three inches of water in your backyard in a half an hour. Boom. And then it stops. Like the person flips out and then you look over there and they're just sitting in the corner going, and it's done. <laughs> and then it comes back 24 hours later. It's like, bam, 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 bam. And then it, then it stops. There is like, there's no, um, there's no ramp up or slow down. Anyway, I think of a talent for the rain, something like that. <laughs> well, cool. This was this was excellent. Um, you actually helped illuminate some things that I had hoped, and some things that I didn't even realize it could do. So that's perfect. There we go. If you haven't already bought RRS, then you should go and buy it, or find the person who's the creator of it and do a podcast with them for two years, and they'll give it you for free. Mm -hmm. So that's what they'll yeah. do. All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much. <laughs>